It's our ongoing OTA coverage here live on the south side of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It's the Blitz on SNR. Day one of OTA coverage here. We're back. It's sunny out. Everyone's smiling. We've got our friends standing around us. You know, it's a lot of distractions down here on the south side, Arthur Motes. Uh, but more, we more, are more shiny objects, right? More shiny yeah, objects, man. which which we both do well with and struggle with, depending on uh, you know the situation. And we're doing our best out here. Obviously, there's friends, there's sunshine. We're doing our best. There's I was trying to do my worst. What are you football. talking about, man? You trying to do your worst? I tell you what, um, Motsi, Let me ask you. You know, you asked a, a good question there of our uh, of our guest Chris Carter in the last segment. Other than Kenny Pickett, which rookie are you most looking forward to seeing out here? Um, for me, man, it's probably uh, DeMarvin Leal or Calvin Austin. Um, to me, man, I, I'm you know excited about those guys because I do feel like when we're talking about the bigger name guys, the earlier guys, Kenny Pickett, um, George Pickens, like I have a certain level of expectations for them. And the things that I want to see from them, I also don't think I'm going to get a chance to see right now. At least we shouldn't. We should not see those things right now. Right. I'm going to have to wait till a training camp to be excited, super excited for that part of it. But for this part with DeMarvin, I want to see what his overall body looks like in terms of how he moves. We've heard the rumors of him looking thicker than, you know, the lean frame that we saw on on film, Correct. watching him on tape. So that's Correct. the part for me that I'm excited about. But when you're talking about Calvin Austin, man, I just want to see the speed. I want to see, does he run as fast as he timed? Because mm -hmm. there is a difference. Some guys will time extremely fast, but when they get that football in their hands, they don't like to play that fast. Or they did it at the collegiate level, but at the NFL level, guys are bigger, guys are faster. Maybe they don't appear as fast or as willing and eager to put that pedal sure, to the metal, sure. you know, so to speak. So that's the part for me where I'm excited to see what those two guys look like. Am I going to get hmm. that crazy speed that when we're sitting over here, we could just say, wow, he's faster than right. everybody else out right. there? Because that's what I'm expecting. And then with DeMarvin, like I said, man, just fundamentals. What those hands look like, pad level, your overall effort. Are you finishing plays? Are you doing the Cam Hayward where you sprint 30 yards downfield after a play for your own conditioning? Hmm. Are you doing those type of things? That's what I'm be eager to see right now, man. But what about you? You know, Calvin Austin was, was the one that, that popped into my mind because one of the things that you and I talked about last week, you know, when we were discussing kind of some OTA previews and, and things of that nature, you have to be realistic, I think, with what you can deduce out here. Yes. Right? I mean, you, you, you just have you to You don't be. have to be realistic, man. Come on, man. We have unrealistic expectations. We're going to take everything we see with, like, a 1,000 pounds of Well, something. I need DeMarvin Leal okay. to just eat the interior of that offensive line and, and assert and, his domination. And why can't he? I want you coming off, like, hey, flat backs, okay? One of, level, hit on the rise. One of the things that we I talked about, that. one of the things that we discussed was kind of how – the things that you can really notice out here, the things that yeah. should pop, speed, athleticism, right? Those are kind of the, the, the two big ones. And to me, Calvin Austin fits that bill, right? I mean, he he's the speed guy. He's the twitch guy. He's the shifty guy. He is the, um, you know, the, the athlete, right? It was, was, a, was a track guy at Memphis as well, too. Has yeah. the burner speed. Um, I'm very interested to see how they – think he fits into this offense, how that looks with what we know Matt Canada will be adding to this season. Um, I mean, can we be excited and, about and, and that, just too? We're, we're going to get a chance to see yeah. Matt Canada. I, you know what? That's a great point. Without the quote-unquote handcuffs. That's that, a great you know, point by you. I don't know if it's quote-unquote handcuffs. But no, the reason I but, say quote-unquote is because that's what people have said in response to his offense. Oh, it was either hampered last year because of 
the quarterback. Sure, sure. And that's the proverbial handcuffs. Particularly, I think, the mobility element of the quarterback. So I'm not going to not say handcuffs. It was a handcuff. How about that's lim- the lim- way that, that's know, the the handcuffs, way that's just you know, the imagery there. What about limitations? Is that not what handcuffs do? They restrict you, right? Am I wrong? I just you know, Am I wrong or am I right? Trouble. Am I wrong or am I right? Nobody ever got put in handcuffs in a happy situation. I, I, I don't remember you know? too many people speaking too fondly of his offense either. <laughs> well, there were plenty who weren't speaking too fondly of his offense. Oh, and, then, and then there were plenty who weren't speaking too fondly of the quarterback necessarily See? either. So, so, so you're seeing the, that's why I'm that's why now I we're, handcuffs because yeah. just I felt like it was fitting. Yeah, now we're we're gonna see we're gonna see the the marriage of those right. things. Hopefully, not, not saying that either party was wrong or right. I'm just saying that that was the perception, or at least that's the way that it's being yes. communicated. Yes, absolutely. So so let me ask you that then. Um, let's go there. Is it fair? <laughs> this is just sounds like a dumb question. As Brian Becko is hanging out here with us, is it fair to expect the offense to look? drastically different is that a fair word to use we know it'll look different right, but right, will right. it be will it be much different from what we've seen over the last few years i mean rumors we've had rumors that it's supposed to be very different we've had rumors that it should be a lot more things highlighting the mobility but at the same time this is the nfl level so you're still going to have traditional pro concepts even if you watch the baltimore ravens play they even though they have a very unique custom fit offense for Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. you will still see him do what? Line up under center and snap the ball. Mm-hmm. That's still conventional. You'll yeah, still see him true. line up that's in a regular shotgun formation and snap the ball. That is still conventional. You'll still see him use a little bit of the pistol formation, whereas he's not completely in the shotgun, but he's not completely under center and the running back is directly behind him. So those are still some carryover concepts that I do think we will see. I think the biggest thing, though, in terms of how we can feel the intangible changes are when we look at the pocket movement. Hmm. Instead of it being always straight back, you're seeing these guys on the move, whether they're rolling out to the right, rolling out to the left, sprint out to the right, sprint out to the left. I think those are going to be some of the things that we can see a little bit more that could give us a more definitive uh feeling of this being a little bit different also when you talk about the zone read concept last year they Mm. tried to run zone read but you know what it was a zone handoff because you there really was no threat of ben roffsberger pulling the ball and running and as a defender you are very much aware of that when you're playing against a non-mobile quarterback and they're giving you quote unquote dual threat plays yes it's not a dual threat yes and i think that at times last year that was the case so even though it should have still been called a certain way or still should look a certain way. When you don't have the personnel in-house, you're not going to be able to do what you're, tr- what you're fully trying to accomplish. So I do think that we'll see a different version of the zone read. I do think we will see, realistically, Trubisky, Mitch, or excuse me, Trubisky and Mitch. <laughs> You'll see Trubisky, Mason, or Kenny pulling that ball and actually using some of that mobility, yeah. some of that athletic yeah. ability. So those are some of the things that I will – say that we will be able to point to at the end of this and say, you know what, yes, that is very much different than a year mm. ago. Mm. I like it. I like it. I, You know, that that to me it feels like the, the realistic expectation. And, you know, we're, we're going to start to see that here um, as they're continuing to go through drills now. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – you know, Motsi, I think it's fair to say everybody – you know, people can do that hyperbolic thing where it's you – know, I've, I've heard this a lot. It's biggest offseason, you know, 
team history, biggest offseason in forever, right? There, there, people in this town, they're saying that about the Steelers and the Penguins right now. The biggest offseason in, in team history. I don't know if it always has to be that, you know, hyperbolic, that intense, but this is obviously a massive, massive offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your future Hall of Fame, we think, general manager is, is no longer in that role. Your future Hall of Fame quarterback of 18 years is, is no longer here. You've had some changeover on defense. You've had some changeover on offense. To me, this is there, there's a real onus on figuring out like all those things that you were just talking about, the wrinkles, if you will, right? And kind of how you've always alluded to, it's a process. If you can't pick it up out here, you're going to struggle at minicamp, and you're going to struggle at training camp, and then you're going to struggle into the season. To me, it puts even more of an onus on everyone picking thing up, picking things up out here, yeah. you know, being on that same page, rowing the boat together, whatever cliche you want to use. Because if you are trying to not only install new concepts that are, that are you know, potentially very different, but for also, you know, to do that when, as you've mentioned, a lot of new faces, a lot of personnel turnover, those things, you know, people always say, oh, you got time. It's only May, Arthur Motes, you got time. It's going to be August and the preseason's going to be here. It's going to be September and the regular season's going to be here baby. before you know it. So it happens fast. That to me, I think, I don't think you're being, you know, and I don't mean you particularly. I don't think people I was gonna are say, being. Which, why do you keep saying me, man? You is mean is you. it personal? Is it personal? I don't think one is being too overreactionary. Okay. You know, in saying that this is a massive offseason because of those moving parts, because of the quarterback situation, because of the offense and, and a lot of the potential change there. You've got to pick that stuff up now so that you can continue to build throughout this entire process. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, like I said, it's building blocks, man. Yeah. And you don't want to waste any time. That's the other part because even though on paper, yes, nine practices, it may seem like a lot. It is not. It is not. It's really not. It goes extremely fast, man. Before you know you blink and it's like, man, we're getting ready for training camp. Like, that's the reality of it. So you can't waste these opportunities. You don't get a ton of these opportunities to be on the grass, full 11 on 11, but in a setting where you don't have to worry about the consequences. Right. You don't have to worry right. about wins and losses. <laughs> you don't have to worry about game planning. This time of year, you're able to solely focus on yourself. You're out here to learn. And that's critical. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about your teammates, man. You're learning your strengths and your weaknesses. This is all critical information that you need to have in order to be successful in this upcoming season, man. But this is where it starts, and that's why every time we would joke about it last year, you're like, oh, man, we got a lot of time, man. It's, it's, oh, it's first day of training camp. Oh, come on. It's only the first day of training camp. Like, we'll figure out man. the offensive line as we go. I'm like, look, this isn't something that you figure out on the run like this, man. <laughs> no, it is not. And that and that's why you have, all, as you've laid out, all these different phases, these different, you know, from football and shorts to, to shells to full con. It's, it's all a – it's a very scientific process that has been yes. curated over over many decades of football. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, like I said, even so, even more so this year, uh, maybe a, an additional onus on, on some of those things as you've got a lot of change, you know, namely the franchise quarterback and an offense that, that certainly could be moving in the right direction. And then on defense, you know, Terrell Austin has been part of the staff. Um, Mike Tomlin obviously has a huge say in what they do on the defensive side of the football, but Keith Butler is, you know, there's a, a new person sitting in that in that D, D.C. chair. You bring in Brian Flores as well, too. Um, a lot of a lot of new ideas, potentially a lot of new concepts for both sides of the football to the, to grasp before we get to the real thing, and uh, and that all begins right here. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR special edition of the Blitz here. Three hours today, all week for the next three weeks. 
as uh, Steeler Nation Radio is live down here on the south side. Motsi and I are with you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the next three weeks from 10 a.m. till 1 o'clock. That's Eastern time, of course, for those of you uh, displaced Steelers fans across the country and across the world. Uh, and then after us, three hours with Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson uh, for the drive as well. So six Man, hours. Content on content. It is content on content. On content. On content. Come on, baby. It's your Steelers junkie you HQ around here. You couldn't ask for a better situation. You couldn't ask for a better organization. You couldn't ask for a better radio nation than Steelers Nation Radio. I like that. I like that. We will obviously uh, as well to have guests, players, and coaches throughout these three weeks. Uh, today, Motsi and I will be joined by Cam Sutton at the conclusion of practice and then uh, around the start of, of Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson's show uh, sometime in the 1 o'clock hour, Isaiah Loudermilk going to sit down with those fellas as well too. So plenty going on, plenty to get to. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's our ongoing coverage of Steelers OTAs 2022 live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the beautiful south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. on the south side for Steelers OTAs here on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. We are on or hanging out on the side of, I should say, Mr. Rooney's backyard here as practice continues. Um, Motsi, this portion of the practice here, you know, we're seeing a little bit of offense versus defense. Is this now into the meat of the practice? Is that fair to say? Uh, not quite yet still. Me personally, I don't think it's at the meat just yet because of we haven't had a team portion. Okay. Like everything that's been taking place so far is or, or like what we like to call um, uh, auxiliary or accessory type periods okay. where we've seen individual stretch. We've seen warm-ups. We've seen groups in terms of, okay, all running backs together. All right, now we've seen it where it was seven on seven, but still no full 11 on 11. We have not seen that element mm. just yet. To me, that is when I would believe that, you know, we're at the real meat and potatoes part of practice. Because even right here, this is special teams period. So in special teams, depending on what day it is, mm -hmm. will dictate how much or how many people are working. If this is 
uh, kickoff, kickoff return day, well, you're going to see a lot more bodies out there, especially athletic type, mm. because you're covering kicks, right? Sure, sure. Returning kicks. Same with punt and punt return. Today appears to be field goal, field goal block. So, <laughs> not a lot of people are working. This is the one day out of the month that the offensive linemen have to do something during special teams period. They actually have to get up and just stand there and go through the motion of it. But we don't even get to see the kicks today because they're not even kicking. Nope. So, that is, you know, why for me, I don't necessarily consider this portion of practice to be the quote-unquote gotcha. meat and potatoes. Gotcha. It's still is yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. It's little appetizery. This is like the third appetizer. It's kind of like, all right, okay. we, we didn't have our shrimp cocktail. Okay, we didn't have our pot stickers, and now we're, we're, now we're getting our lobster bisque. Okay? After this, it's going to be meat and potato time. But this is, this is we're, on the, we're on the cusp of it. Though. Sure, sure. No, that's, that's, that's what you like eating. Listen, I like a little lobster yeah, bisque. Everybody likes Come a little on, lobster Come on, man. Bisque. I literally just had some lobster bisque the other day, man. Shout out to me and my little lady. Father-daughter dance. It was a blast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see yeah, those pictures. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, man. That's def- awesome. Definitely get our lobster bisque, man. Ooh. Yeah, my little seafood lover. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love a little father, daddy dance. I mean, I'm a few years away from those yeah. still for me, but but we're getting there. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you too because we are going to uh, be joined by Cam Sutton in our final hour of the show here, uh, probably about an hour or so from now. The secondary, specifically the uh, the cornerbacks, right? Um, how do you think, vi- or maybe not? How do you? Is there any? Is there any potential effect for what goes on out here today, these next three weeks? Is that going to be the start of who gets the crack at the the number one role amongst the cornerbacks? Or do you think that that's something that more so, you know, kind of maybe what we see with a little rotation, that type of thing? Or do you think that they would like to head into minicamp, head into training camp saying, okay, we, you know, Akello is our guy, is the one right now. Levi Wallace is our guy right now. Here's what we're going to do with Cam Sutton. Do you think there's a, is there a real onus to figure that out now that you've had some change in the secondary as well too? Or is it more so, uh, let's give everybody a, a shot here and, and we'll see how it, it how the chips fall? Um, to me, I think they already have that generally figured out based on the money. And that's the big mm. thing when you're talking about the DBs because, you know, Akello um, just signed a two for $8 million deal and Levi Wallace signed a similar deal. So, you know, based on that, those two guys in some type of combination are going to be out there. Cam Sutton is the next highest paid corner on the team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in some variety, he is going to be out there. I think this time frame, um, they're looking to figure out what that combination looks like. Who is your slide guy? Who are your outside guys? Now, on paper, we could sit here and say that it should be Levi and Akello on the outside, Cam Sutton on the inside. But Cam Sutton did just play 17 games a year ago on the outside. Mm-hmm. So he might feel that he wants to be in that conversation or be a guy that can play outside on base downs. And then when they do go to nickel, he bumps inside to the slide corner. That gotcha. is also an option sure. for Cam Sutton. Sure. That is something that he did at times last year. So to me, I think that that's what they're going to be trying to identify and figure out. Who are the two guys and who is that third guy? Is mm. it Cam Sutton coming onto the field or is it Cam Sutton sliding, sliding in, in from the outside? But this is the perfect time of year to start identifying that. And the reason I, I do feel like for the DBs and the receivers, you can – get a good understanding of who can cover and who can't because this time of year this is what receivers and dbs do their game isn't always based on the physicality they've been playing seven on seven football since absolutely yeah even when you're catching passes down the yard and we talk about chase claypool for example being a physical receiver 
you can still be a physical receiver in shirts and shorts. Absolutely. That's just the nature of the position and the nature of the rules. So we're going to get a chance to see how these guys play the ball. We're going to get a chance to see who panics hmm. when that ball is in the air when you're 40 yards downfield. Sure. Because guys do panic. Absolutely. And, you know, at times it's guys that you wouldn't even expect that. Or you would think that because they were, you know, highly decorated collegiate players that that should carry over. It does not always happen. And – this time of year, I mean, this is the first time for a lot of these rookies mm -hmm. that they're seeing NFL players legitimately being on the field with them, not like watching them on TV. They're grown men, but these absolutely. are grown men. <laughs> and there is a difference. We, we can both attest to that. There is a oh, difference. Absolutely. Like, you look at some of these dudes, I'm like, yes, he looks the part, but he doesn't look as grown as that and guy. even the difference of, like, going year by year, I mean, the running backs have been doing a lot of drills in mm -hmm. front of us here over the last hour. Najee Harris looks noticeably it, it looks thicker way than, than, than he was this time last yes. year. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he looks like a grown man. He, he, he looks like a grown man. No, again, not that he didn't before, but he looks like a grown man. He looks like, he a, grown looks like man. a grown <laughs> man. It's, and, and that's the thing. It's certain ones you're like, Oh, no, oh. He, he looks different. He does not look like the rest of these. There's the body transformation yes. that everyone yes. talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very evident. It's very clear. And I'm all for it, man. I am all for it, man. But, yes, that's – Yeah, 100%. But when you think about these younger players, man, they're seeing these guys. And, number one, you got to go through the psychological battle that entails that because there is a psychological element. Man, when you are in college – you know, freshman year, you're the little dog. By the time you get to that junior year, senior year, some sure guys program. freshman, senior year, man, you feel like the man. Mm -hmm. You When you take your shirt off, your muscles hit different than everyone else's. When you're <laughs> than in those 18-year-old right, freshmen. Yeah. Right, but then it almost resets in a sense when you come to the professional level. Sure. And sure. even more so on day one of OTAs when you're actually on the practice field because you're seeing guys in meetings. You're seeing guys when you work out, but a guy in meetings – in workout clothes looks very different than in football clothes. <laughs> and when you see these guys in football clothes, it's like, oh, no, this this is very different right here. Mm. And that's the other part where I'm like, how do these guys respond to that mentally? Sure. How do they respond to that from a competitive nature, man? Does it make them want to work hard? Does it make them want to go out there and try to do a little bit more? I would hope so. I would hope so. I would definitely hope Absolutely. so. But that is the exciting part about this thing, though, man. And it feels to me, too, you know, one thing that you that you can really work on, that you can really focus on in this time period, you know, I think maybe specifically from a, from a defensive standpoint as well, too, is some of that communication yeah. that you and I have spent so much time discussing. Um, getting everybody – because it's not just figuring out, okay, who's going to be on the outside, who's going to bump inside. You've got to be able to communicate all those things. You've got to be able to relay those messages depending on what type of defense you're, you're, you're going with out there as well, too. And we saw Cam Hayward was barking some instructions to, to some members of the defense just a few minutes ago. T to me, that feels like another thing, you know, legitimately that, that you could see that you can grow. Because, again, if you're struggling with the communication, whether it be you relaying information or you receiving information – in this type of setting, if you're thinking about it too much, if you're second, you know, you're overthinking, you're second guessing yourself, all that type type of stuff. If you can't grasp that here, when there's seventy thousand people screaming mm -hmm. on Sunday and the lights are on and all that, you know, how are you going to get it in that setting? That yeah. that feels like too. And again, particularly, that's something we talk about a lot on the back end of the defense that you can that you can really work on and, and polish up here in these type of settings. Well, and it's funny, too, man, when we talk about it, it does seem so mundane, right? It, it really oh, does. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can't handle the pressure out there. It's all your friends. It's all your teammates. You should be able to handle it. There's no crowd. I can tell you firsthand, there are guys that cannot handle this pressure. 
And, and you'll watch them, and you're just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, come on, man. But like you, you, you played college football. It's, it's legit, you man. Had, guys you played in big atmospheres, yeah. Guys get out here, and they start getting the forgets. That's what we call them. They got, they got the forgets. Got you the know, forgets. You, they, they start forgetting how to line up. They start forgetting the checks. They, 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 they're not as, uh, as vocal as they usually are. You're like, man, what's going on? But it's just the pressure of the moment, mm. the pressure of the evaluation, the pressure of knowing that, hey, man, we're all not going to be here. You know, we're, 90 guys don't make the roster. Simple math, right? Yeah, so that does play into this thing. And even though, like I said, it's fun, even though you're doing something that you love, something that you dreamt of, this is still very much a job interview. Oh, 100%. Like, That's actually a really good comparison yeah, for people. It's, it's still you know. a job interview. Most people think of this as you're on the team. You've arrived. You've made it. No, you have not. We talk about there still being roster cuts. We talk about this roster going from 90 to 53. So with that being the case, you know, everybody can't be here. Just simple mathematics. Sure. But then when you really start to think of, okay, when I look to the guy to the left of me, and I know I'm competing with him, I know me and him are going for this Two same dogs, spot one right bone, here. Yeah. Absolutely. Some guys, man, they rise to that occasion, but not everybody does, man. No. But and that so, is the beauty of this. Some people shrink in the, Absolutely, you know, they, not, they don't just – uh, kind of, you know, flatline. They they even shrink. Yeah, man, absolutely. And you're right. That is the beauty of these settings because that's when you when you start to find out, you know, the the mental makeup and the intestinal fortitude of some of these guys. Fair enough. Is that the is that is that a good Fair way, is that a good way to state that it? That sound about right. <laughs> Motsi, you know, one thing is they continue to walk through this here. You, you asked me earlier. You were asking Chris Carter as well too. You know, if we get the itch to to think that we could get out here on oh, the field, you never know. Somebody might have that itch. You think I could kick field goals? Not a chance. <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, you, you might be athletic. I, I don't know how uh, how flexible you are, though. That's I mean, you know thing. I did play some soccer growing up. Well, I know, you play so, I know you still play hockey, so I know you, you, you're you kind of athletic, but how flexible are you? Hmm. You know, because it's different. Hmm. Oh. There's difference. It's <laughs> about kicking that field goal. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need more elasticity. You know what it is? In, in those hamstrings. It's, yeah. it's funny now. You know how I'm in my 30s and I'm mm -hmm. not. Like you and I always say, we're not old, but we're not young yeah. anymore either. We're kind of in that in-between area. I legitimately now, like, I'll stretch for 20 minutes before I play hockey, and then I'll stretch for 20 minutes afterwards. You're I used better. to never do that. You're you better. know, I'd just rock up. I'd crack a beer. Yeah. I'd get out there on the ice to keep it moving. Not anymore. Because, you know, that back is screaming. Those legs are screaming. You, you got you to gotta do the stretching. You Take gotta, care of yourself, man. Longevity. You got to limber up, yeah. You think LeBron played, you know, as long as he's been playing by uh, not stretching, not taking care of himself, man? Come on now. I don't know. Maybe. It might mm. just be God-given. Nah, the man. only thing you got to do is just show up. He's a stretcher. He's a stretcher. He's definitely a stretcher. <laughs> I'm a stretcher, too. But, yeah, I don't think. Maybe like a 15-yard uh, field goal. I'm, I'm saying maybe. And that's even a that's a big maybe. Are we including the rush? No. no okay. No, okay. Because no, 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 no. because that was my other thing. I'm like, man, we 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 see what and this I'm, rush looks like. I'm gonna need cleats too. Yes. You know, because I need I gotta plan. And, and, and are you able to get it up over the uh, the extended arms? Well, because that's, no, that's the other probably element. not. It's and, gonna be a nice line let, drive. Let alone when they put the bags up on top of their arms. It's that gonna are be outstretched. it's gonna be a nice line <laughs> I'm, drive. I'm to over left here field. like I don't know who's seven six that you're kicking over. All right. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, having some fun down at the UPMC Rudy Sports Complex. It is day one of OTA coverage here. Don't you love it, ladies and gentlemen? On SNR. Don't you love it? We're a little over halfway through our portion of your coverage here on SNR. At 1 o'clock, we will hand things off to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. They will drive out the first day of coverage here uh, at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Uh, if you just joined us, if you've been bouncing back and forth, reminder, 
Uh, in the 12 o'clock hour, and this is all Eastern time, of course, in the 12 o'clock hour we'll be joined by Cam Sutton, uh, and then sometime in the 1 o'clock hour uh, to, to uh, get the drive going, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk will be sitting down with Matt and Dale as well, too. It's one of the things we like most about being out here, the access, uh, and that's something that will continue for these next three weeks. We'll have uh, different players, different coaches every single day here on the show, uh, some members of the Pittsburgh media, like our buddy Chris Carter, who joined us in the last hour from time to time as well, too. So if you're a Steeler fanatic, if you're a Steeler junkie, if you bleed black and gold, this is the place for you to be for the next three weeks, 10 a.m. till 4 o'clock every single day, six hours of live OTA coverage. Mozi and I, a little over halfway through, will be with you until 1 o'clock, so still plenty more to come. Don't you dare go anywhere. You are listening to day one of OTA coverage on SNR. Outside at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR rolling along here. Hour number two of our coverage. You've got Motsi and I until 1 p.m. Then Matt Lolly, Matt Lolly, Dale Lolly, and Matt Williamson will Come on, take. You know Matt Lolly. You know Matt that guy. Matt Lolly. Those are our favorite two guys you built know into that one. Guy, Matt Lolly. Ah, uh, yes. And they will be taken over at 1 o'clock. They'll have you until 4 o'clock. Six hours of live coverage every single day here on SNR. Arthur Motes, they're putting up the uh, they're putting up the media tent here, that little uh, yeah, the press conference backdrop. You got to give them a heads so. up. Say, hey, man, don't put it up just yet. Yeah, hold on. Wait a second. You're wait gonna, till it's over. Well, wait a second. You're going to block our view here, don't you fellas. Do just wait a second. <laughs> uh, the practice ongoing here in front of us. If you hear anything in the back, there's some horns from time to time. There's a train rolling by now. You're hearing everything that you want to hear. We're, we're giving you all the, the authentic Listen. sound. This is ground level. This is as if you were here with us. Mm. That's the whole purpose of the extra noise in the background. So, yes, believe that you do see that train rolling by the practice facility because that's what's happening right now. You heard the music playing earlier. That lets you know the different parts of practice. When the music is playing, practice is kind of chill. We're warming that thing <laughs> up. When the music stops, that means it's getting real. And when the train rolls through, oh, now it's a party, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the situation. That is the situation. And the grass smells amazingly green today, by the way. It does. It's always immaculate here in Mr. Rooney's backyard, no doubt about that. Uh, Motsi, let's continue a little conversation here. We've kind of been going around the world, bouncing mm -hmm. back and forth, all these all these different things here as, as we tend to do. A little offensive line talk here, if you don't mind. Uh, obviously, as, as we know, there, there's going to be some some shuffling, some giving guys different Correct. opportunities there. Um, you know, you've got you've got Dotson and Kendrick Green, and I'm particularly I'm talking about the interior of the offensive yes. line here. You've got Dotson and Kendrick Green. You add you bring in Mason Cole and James Daniels. Another timeline question for you: What should that look like in regards to? Okay, we want to give everybody a fair shot. We want to let everybody have some different reps and see how they look. At what point do you start thinking though? Like, all right, let's let's we need to find our best five, get them work together specifically. How how much of the time are you willing to kind of experiment and tinker versus when it's time to like, all right, we need to make a decision. These are our five, and let's get them some work together specifically. Yeah, well, the unfortunate thing is with the offensive line, even though you want that group together in a hurry, so that way you can build the continuity, you can get those guys comfortable together. During OTAs, man, you're not going to find out 
that answer just yet. Not the physical element. Correct. The, yeah. the, the one thing that we always uh, benefited from when I was playing here in 2014 through uh, 17 was we had Pouncey, we had DeCastro, we had Ramon Foster. We knew we had the usual sus, uh, uh, suspects. Mm. So you knew your starting group. It, it wasn't a filling out process. It wasn't a who's going to beat out who you knew going in who those guys were. So by the time training camp actually started, all we needed to do was see the finishing touches. Sure. The sure. part that we already knew and respected. But right now when you're talking about this particular group, that's not the same. And with that being the case, with it not being the same, now you... <laughs> I'm over here trying to work, Coach. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, we uh, we get distracted easily. We chase shiny silver objects easily. But uh, Coach T screaming some collegiate banter at Mozi yeah, yeah, definitely man. will knock us off. Our... A absolutely. If, I, you, if you couldn't pick that up on the microphone, you, you there was some how, there was, was some JMU beef there I, from, I was from Coach be, Tomlin. I was trying to be as professional as I could until the JMU slander came out. Oh, oh, oh. But going back to what I was saying, though, in terms of when you're with this newer group, though, a newer group like this, right now you're not going to be able to see who's the physical guy. What you can see is flexibility. What you can see is how these guys can move, though, mm -hmm. and the communication element of it. Because their eyes don't lie. When you're watching this on tape, you're going to be able to go through, and even if you're not doing the necessarily finishing touches, I can tell if an offensive lineman blew a protection. Hmm. If a guy's running free to the quarterback unabetted, well, you know, hey, man, somebody messed up a call. Absolutely. So that part you can start to separate those guys with, and hopefully you can start to identify your, your main group. You can start to say, you know what, this group right here, man, they don't, they're, they're not messing up a lot. Mm. This group right here or this in particular guy right here. These guys gel together. They gel together. Yeah. This guy looks like he's ready to take that next step. This guy moves better on the right side than he does the left mm. side. Mm. Those are some of the things that we can see right now. But it's a lot of mental. It's a lot of above-the-neck evaluation when you're talking about the offensive linemen. Sure. Just because that's the nature of their position and the nature of the rules restricting them from doing certain things right now. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, obviously. I mean, you and I are kind of watching them go through some of that stuff now. It's At best, it's light contact in the trenches. Yes. You know, it's it's some engagement, but that's that's really about yeah. it. No one's trying to blow anybody no, off the this, ball. No the, one's the, trying to bull the, the rush way that anyone. We would, the way that we would communicate it for us players, you're still going to go um, with great effort. You're going to have 100% chase. Sure. You're going to be 100% mental. But in terms of the physical element, 75 percent 80 max mm. i want you hands and feet i want to see hand placement i want to see quick feet i want your feet moving i don't want you crossing over because those are all things that regardless if you're in pads or not the to play the position and play the at translates. a high level that's what you need you need to have great pad level you need to have a uh, great hand placement and footwork so those things are there regardless so that's why when you're talking about this time of year, you can evaluate that. You can see that part, and that's what you do want. You're just not going 100% in the sense of trying to win the grass. Right. Moving right. this guy backwards two to three yards, or you trying to bull rush this guy into the quarterback per se. Like, those are the elements that you're going to avoid this time of year. But everything else, man, you're still 100% with it. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense, and that that is too. You know, back to the the groundwork, and you've got to kind of climb that ladder in a sense. And and so I would imagine then, right? I mean, it's it's same church, different pew in terms of the defensive line. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Yeah. Without a doubt, for the defensive line, you know what you're telling those guys? Hey, man, 
exact same concept, but I want to see you run 30 yards downfield before mm. you come. I want, I want to see a little chase. <laughs> I want to see a chase after that rock because we know big men don't like to run. So our whole the, the whole uh, OTA period, you hear Coach Tomlin make the statement of big men running. Mm. When we get to Latrobe, you hear him say little guys hitting because DBs, smaller body players, they typically don't want to be physical. Smaller wide receivers, they typically don't want to be physical. Well, you don't have to be physical this time of year. You should look amazing this time of year because it's football in shorts. But when we get to that phase where we're actually in Latrobe and you got to be physical, that's the kicker. That's the added element to this thing. So for right now, for the bigger guys, they got to do the grunt work. They got to do the extra running because mm-hmm. they can't show off the physical, you know, gifts that they have, which is being just big, strong men. Sure. They can't do that right now. So they got to do the other part. Show off that cardio, baby. Get your run on. Get your run on. <laughs> Mozi, I would th- I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, too. Um, okay, because Devin Bush and Miles Jack are, yes. the, you know, are, the, are the two big ones. Are there any of these other uh, – off-ball interior linebackers that you're keeping an eye on? Is it is it the familiar face and name of Robert Spillane? Is it the second-year guy, Buddy Johnson? Is it the new man, Mark Robinson, in particular? You know, other than the two that we know are going to get the first crack at it. Any of those guys that, that you're hoping to see something from, that you're expecting to, to potentially emerge in a setting like this? Yeah, uh, Buddy Johnson. I want to see how athletic he looks because we know coming out of, uh, out of Texas A&M, mm-hmm. I thought he was um, rangy in a sense, but I didn't think that he was overly fast. I thought that okay. he was a very smart player and understood angles, and that was how he was able to really be successful in terms of being a sideline-to-sideline guy. I want to see how that continues to translate at this level. When you're talking about him playing in space from a coverage element, mm-hmm. how comfortable is he? Is he understanding that it's not always about who's faster than who, but more so understanding combinations, understanding the strengths and weaknesses of the defense, where his help is. Those are some of the things that I'm waiting, I want to see from Buddy because he is the next guy. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that, you know, in terms of progression, we know where Devin Bush is and the storyline surrounding him. I know where Robert Spillane is in his growth. In, He's in, the uh, McDonald's number you know, one, right? I, I know what you know what is. you're getting. Absolutely. I don't expect a ton from Mark uh, Mark Robinson right off the, the, out the gate for OTAs. I don't. I think that for Mark, I'm waiting to see training camp when you're able to just – Show me your sure wheel. When you're showing me your toughness, when Backs you're showing on me backers yeah, and, those yeah. type of things. Like yeah. that's why that's why I expect to see Mark potentially start to, to come into my vision in a sense. But for me, Buddy Johnson, he has to be the guy that has the most growth, that shows the most improvement this time of year. Because you can't be the same Buddy Johnson from last year. You just no. can't. That's that, you know, it, it's it's cliched, but there's a reason why it's 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 the truth. That quite often guys make their biggest improvement from from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. The the body fills out. You've had a year of you know the the strength and the conditioning and the the Steelers chefs who we always oh, rave about now, over man. here. You know what time it is. You are you know y- you don't have school and some of that other stuff that you had you know taking up your time in the past as well too. Well, and, you are a professional. You athlete. understand a little bit more, right? Because yeah. it's not your first time. Yep. We always say that, right? The first time is always the hardest time in some elements of it. Or it's one of the ones where you just feel the most anxiety, the most unsettled, or the most unsure about it. Right. Whereas when you're done, when you're going that second time, that third time, that fourth time, it should be way more comfortable. You should feel way more confident. You should play a lot faster. You should move differently. And I like the fact that when we're talking about Buddy Johnson and some of the guys he's going to have to work alongside. I do expect him to be working with Mark Robinson a lot more and Marcus Allen a lot more just 
based on where those guys should be on the depth chart. Hmm. And with that being the case, it's going to force him to have to communicate more. And that's the part for me that I'm even more excited about. How well are you communicating? How confident are you mentally? How with the development, right? Sure. That's the, we sure. talk about how, how this thing progresses. That's a major element to that. So what does that look like? Hmm. And that's what I'm excited to see, baby. But I will say, so far, so good. So far, so good. Can't can't go into too much detail, but so far, so good. Can't go into too much detail, but we're I mean we're liking what we're seeing out here. Yeah. Eh, Seventeen and zero Super Bowl. I mean, light work. Why not? Light work. Why not? It is, though, you could definitely tell it is day one in the sense of there's a lot of rotation going on out mm-hmm. there. You know, all th- I'm sure everyone's thinking, like, give us something about the quarterbacks. Give us something about the quarterback. All three of the quarterbacks are getting plenty of reps. There's a steady rotation there. Yes. Um, and it, it's honestly, it's been the same on the offensive line. We've seen a lot of a lot of movement and, in, 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 you know, again, just different reps, different rotations for guys along the offensive line uh, as we approach the noon o'clock, yeah. the noon o'clock, the, the noon 12 o'clock. I was going to say, what? That's a noon one. The, the new, it's noon 30. Well, it's noon o'clock. All right. Uh, as we'll have uh, a gathering of, yep, Cam, Cam Sutton coming up first here soon for us just momentarily. So here's what we'll do. Let's do this now. Let's take a break now yes. so that we're all set and good to go whenever Cam Sutton returns. Sounds he's, like a plan, man. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Uh, one more hour with us uh, before we turn things over to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. It's the Steelers Blitz live at OTAs on SNR.